Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. And before I forget, happy Independence Day everyone. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. We're finally getting back to doing some overall news on the automotive industry. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, overall news is back. And we start with, huh? Yay or nay, is the 2021 Bentley Bentayga better looking than the original? I've seen the new Bentayga. No, the rear looks nice and I kind of like the taillights, but the front end, no. Big no. Mm-mm. Honestly, I wonder how expensive it's going to be. I haven't even seen the interior of it. I haven't even seen that. I really I really should have a look. Is Audi finally prepping a hot RS version of the Q5? The rumored Audi RS Q5 would probably be powered by a 2.9 liter V6 with 444 horsepower. 2021 Jaguar F-Pace SVR sounds like it could devour the BMW X3M and the Mercedes-AMG GLC 63. Mazda 3 and CX-30 with innovative Sky Active X engine priced in Australia. The Sky Active X powered Mazda 3 and CX-30 are roughly $3,000 pricier than regular models. The 770 horsepower Shelby F-150 Super Snake is the most fun you can have in a truck. ABT's 740 horsepower Audi RS6R has the looks to match its power. Nikola opens order books for electric slash hydrogen badger pickup. The Nikola Badger, that's such a weird name. Why Badger? Of all the names that they really could have chosen from, I wonder why they chose Badger. But I digress. We'll have a peak output of 906 horsepower and 980 pound-feet of torque. Smart Tire Damage Monitoring System alerts you in real time. Microsoft and Bridgestone have teamed up to develop the new technology. So it seems like tire pressure, tire pressure monitoring, but far more advanced. Far more advanced. In fact, we'll have to talk about that soon. 2022 BMW 2 Series Coupe Spied will remain rear-wheel drive. Thank the Lord! Hallelujah! The upcoming 2 Series Coupe could spawn an M2 with 420-plus horsepower. Daimler is looking to sell its smart factory in France. The sale is part of Daimler's new streamlining and cost-cutting strategy. Geneva Motorsport organizers want $15.9 million for the event. However, have to deal with Pale, Pale Expo... Sorry, deal with Pale Expo looks unlikely. Not sure what Pale Expo is, but we'll have a look at what this is too. Facelifted MGZS debuts with new looks and an upscale... Sorry, and a more upscale interior. Lamborghini Mystery Model debuts next week. And that was just that this piece of news was just yesterday. Promises to be ahead of its time. Lamborghini might introduce the Cyan Spider or SCV12 on July 8th. 1996 Dodge Viper GTS with delivery mileage makes for an awesome collectible. I actually saw this one. I had a friend of mine send this to me, and I think it's got about it's either got three or eight miles on it, and it was already at seventy thousand dollars. But woo, if I had the money. And if I had my Viper Museum, I would buy it in a heartbeat. Stand out from the crowd with this Mercedes-Benz G500 short wheel basin. That is awful. Ford is now selling its 7.3 liter Godzilla V8 as a crate engine. 
Ford's new 7.3 liter V8 can be tuned to 600 horsepower without forced induction. Or what you could tune and upgrade a Coyote 502 with a tune exhaust and an intake and a few other things. This Ferrari 575 Super America is a super low mileage 12 cylinder topless dream car. With just 1,800 miles on the clock, this rare Ferrari Super America will attract a lot of attention. Is the Mazda CX-5 officially dead in the U.S.? A new report suggests Mazda may have retired the CX-5 Sky Active D. The Rolls-Royce Cullinan's V12 is so smooth, you can balance a nickel on it. The Rolls-Royce Cullinan's 6.3-quarter well, liter twin-turbo V12 barely even vibrates. Buick Velite 6 Fev debuts in China with 37-mile electric range. Meanwhile, Buick's U.S. lineup features zero plug-in hybrids and EVs. Tesla delivered over 90,500 cars in Q2, defying expectations. Tesla has a market cap of $200 billion and making it the world's most valuable car maker. Japan asks U.S. to extradite men who orchestrated Carlo Gosen's escape. U.S. authorities arrested Michael Taylor and Peter Taylor in May. All-new Skoda Octavia RS adds 242 horsepower petrol and 197 horsepower diesel powertrains. Only the Skoda Octavia, 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 that's that's how I'm saying it. Dog on it. RS TDI can be head had head. <laughs> Only the Skoda Octavia RS TDI can be had with optional all-wheel drive. FCA says electrification is the future of performance. They say it is not yet economically viable to sell performance-focused hybrids, though. VW, Audi, Porsche, BMW, and Mercedes hit with competition probe in Turkey. An investigation is already underway in Turkey to see if these automakers violated competition law. Oh, that's something we got to talk about. Germany on track for worst new car sales year since 1989. Germany saw its new car registrations drop by 40% in June compared to last year. Polaris Dune Buggy for U.S. Special Forces spied for the first time. Polaris's MRZR Alpha LTATV Latav hmm, comes with two or four seats and seven variants. 992 Gen Porsche 911 looks, looks perfect with a ducktail spoiler. This intriguing Porsche 911 prototype seems to have a manual transmission too. That is fantastic. BMW expanding production capacity in Dingolfing. I'm really sorry if I got that wrong. To 500,000 E-Drive units by 2022. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. Dingolfing? I... <laughs> there's no way. There's, come on. There's no way I'm saying that correctly. There's, I, I must be saying it wrong. That can't be correct. BMW's, <laughs> BMW's Dingolfing Mega... Sorry, Mega Plant will also build the iNex electric SUV from 2021. 2021 Toyota Mirai to be unveiled in October or November in Japan. The new Toyota Mirai will feature improved range alongside the new looks. Volkswagen Smart 8 Golf GTI GTC is heading to the track. VW's Golf 8 Mark 8 GTI GTC will make its racing debut in Johannesburg next month. Ex-David Beckham 1988 Aston Martin V8 Volante has a $550,000 asking price. 
this soccer star held on to this Aston Martin V8 Volante for 15 years. Bugatti Chiron per sport onboard footage from Nurburgring, from Nurburgring testing will make your day. The Norse life is the final proving ground for the Chiron per sports handling. Wall's latest blackened out Mercedes-Benz GLE Coupe is not a black bison. Wall thought the Mercedes-Benz GLE Coupe needed some character, and this is their proposal. Yeah. The Mercedes-AMG GTR Black Series will be a track-focused beast. Powering the Mercedes-AMG GTR Black Series will be a 700-horsepower V8. Milspec's $300,000 Hummer H1 is their most affordable, no, their most off-road capable, not, not at all affordable, model, uh, capable model yet. This H1 is powered by a 500-horsepower 6.6-liter Duramax diesel with 1,000 pound-feet of torque. Honda Civic Type R Limited Edition is a 2020 WTCR's official safety car. The 2021 Honda Civic Type R Limited Edition is 104 pounds lighter than the GT spec. Cadillac Spears into Miami dealership. Driver and passenger miraculously survived. A total of six cars were impacted, with the damage estimated at $100,000. Daniel ABT to make a Formula E return with Neo after sensational sacking from Audi. Daniel ABT, or ABD, was suspended after getting a sim racer to race for him. Dodge finally kills the Journey and Grand Caravan. The Grand Caravan was Dodge's best-selling vehicle. Mercedes-AMG GTR F1 safety car wears its pride on the outside. The Mercedes-AMG GTR F1 safety car's new livery symbolizes unity. Aston Martin is selling the very first DB4 GT continuation. The model was built in 2017 and features a 4.2-liter straight-six with 345 horsepower. And you know, one thing I've always... I'm, I've been curious about with the continuation cars after reading that when I saw the headline was whether or not cars like that could compete in the classics in the classics class at a GT no at a Goodwood Hill climb. Do they not modify these cars to some do they not have some modifications to bring the car up to modern standards? Are they a proper continuation? Because if so, I would love to see that race at a Goodwood Hill climb race. In the classics class, of course. Or again, does it not count because it's not not an original, and they might have upgraded it, better materials, blah blah blah. And can something like that race at a Goodwood Classics event? I don't know. Hertz faces off with 11 billion bond create no creditors over 494,000 used vehicles. Hertz wants separate agreements for its used vehicles, saving it 80 million a month. Let's actually talk about that and figure out what the mess that that even what that's even about. BMW's North American sales plunged by 39.3% in Q2. Nevertheless, the BMW North America president is optimistic for the second half of the year. Anyway, though, that is going to be it for now. I will see you all after the break. Alrighty, everyone, we are back. And the article that we are going to begin reading is the one about the smart tire damage monitoring system. According to Bridgestone, tire issues can be split into four categories. Inadequate pressure fatigue, irregular wear, and of course, damage. Damage can occur in several ways, such as from curbs, potholes, or items in the road. Now, while TPMS, tire pressure monitoring systems, do a good job at helping drivers avoid low pressure problems, they cannot actually detect damage, which can potentially occur at any time. This is where Bridgestone's tire damage monitoring system comes in, offering real-time awareness of damage thanks to Microsoft's MC MCVP Cloud Framework. 
The system uses algorithm al <laughs> uses algorithms to detect events affecting the tire surface and compound, notifying the driver immediately if there's a hazard. The tech can also understand not just when, but also where exactly damage on the tire has occurred. Furthermore, it can alert various agencies as to the presence and location of potholes and other hazards. Digital is such a huge part of what we do today at Bridgestone. It's imperative that we work with industry-leading partners who can support our needs today and in the future. By teaming up with Microsoft, we have the opportunity to bring our tire damage monitoring system to millions of drivers, offering them better safety and peace of mind. Bridgestone C CEO Lauren Dartau said, I think I got that right, actually. I probably didn't, though. MCVP will give Bridgestone the digital infrastructure it needs to accelerate delivery of connected mobility solutions, while the latter will help Microsoft grow its ecosystems of, well, ecosystem of partners. With the Microsoft Connected Vehicle Platform, our mission is to help businesses accelerate the delivery of safe and personalized connected mobility experiences. Using MCVP, Bridgestone has created a tire damage monitoring system that's a weird sentence, that offers a remarkable contribution to road safety and proves how the collaboration between industry leaders can unlock new business opportunities ahead, added Microsoft MZ, MCVP exec Tara, I'm sorry, I really can't figure out how to say your last name. Anyway, though, that is that article done, so let's move on to the next one. This one is the Geneva Motor Show uh, piece. Earlier this week, the organizers of the Geneva Motor Show threw in the towel as they canceled the 2021 event and announced their desire to sell the rights to the, sh to the show to the Pale Expo Exhibition Center, where it is held. The news was a bit surprising, as the Canton of Geneva agreed to give organizers a loan of 16.8 million Swiss francs, $17.7 million, to help offset the approximately 11 million Swiss francs, or 11.6 million, in losses caused by the last-minute cancellation of this year's show. However, the loan came from a number of conditions including the hosting of a 2021 Geneva Motor Show and the repayment of 1 million Swiss francs, $1 million, as early as June 2021. The organizers couldn't live with those demands and rejected the loan, while also noting a majority of exhibitors said they would probably not participate in a 2021 edition of the annual motoring show. That decision threw the future of the Geneva Show into question, as now we're learning more about it as Auto News Europe talked to, the, talked to the director of the Pale Expo Exhibition Center. He noted organizers want 15 million Swiss francs, or $15.9 million, for the rights to the show. Director General Claude Membrez, sorry if I got your name wrong, said Monday was the first time we heard the amount, and the amount is huge. He went on to downplay the possibility of purchasing the rights as he said a show wouldn't take place in 2021 and future events would likely become smaller as auto shows are declining in popularity. That doesn't sound promising, but Membres said the decision will be made by the Palexpo board and he expects they'll meet in the next two weeks to discuss the issue. Regardless of whether or not they buy the rights to the Geneva Motor Show, Palexpo still wants an auto show to be held in 2021 as they believe even a small show is better than none at all. And you're gosh darn right about that. Time to move on to the next article. Now here is the uh, the Turkey article with VW, Audi, Porsche, BMW, and Mercedes. Turkey's competition board has announced the launch of an investigation into VW, Audi, Porsche, Mercedes, and BMW in order to determine whether the German car makers violated the country's competition law. The competition board stated that findings regarding claims about these car makers' actions on security and environment cooperation 
as well as sharing competition-sensitive information, were deemed sufficient as to merit launching an investigation, reports Auto News Europe. The investigation was launched just after Volkswagen canceled their plans to build a new multi-brand plant in Turkey, saying that poor car sales have resulted in existing plants struggling to operate at full capacity, hence the cancellation. The Wolfsburg-based company initially wanted to build its new plant in Maniza, sorry if I got your name wrong, 25 miles northeast of Izmir, again sorry if I got that name wrong, on Turkey's western coast. If construction would have gone through, then VW would have built the next generation Passat and Skoda Superb there, starting in 2022. The factory would have been a maximum annual production capacity of 300,000 units and would have required an initial investment of around 1 billion euros or 1.12 billion to get going. So $1.12 billion to get going. It's been reported that the all-new Passat and Superb will instead be made at VW's Bratislava plant in Slovakia. Right now, VW's popular mid-sized model is built in Emden, Germany, as far as European markets are concerned. However, that location will eventually be converted into an EV facility for the carmaker's battery electric ID family. As for the Superb, it is currently being built locally at Skoda's Kazvani, sorry, I, I know I totally butchered that, I'm sorry, plant in its native Czech Republic. Interesting. Now it's time for Hertz, though. Hertz and its bondholders are looking for ways to shrink the company's near half a million vehicle fleet in what is turning into a tense standoff. It is understood that the 494,000 used vehicles in Hertz's fleet are linked to its asset-backed securities and leased to it. Ordinarily, when a company files for bankruptcy, like Hertz has done, it needs to confirm or reject the master lease tied to the debt. In the event of it keeping the lease, it has to continue making payments on the vehicles, but if it chooses to ditch the master lease, the collateral is liquidated to pay back bondholders. Bloomberg reports that Hertz wants a judge to permit it to alter the master lease into 494,000 separate agreements for each of the used cars, allowing it to reject the terms of 144,000 vehicles. Doing so would allow Hertz to save approximately $80 million a month, savings that could prove pivotal on whether or not the company can, can continue to operate in the long term. Hertz wants to avoid liquidation and strengthen its balance sheet through the restructuring. Meanwhile, its creditors, who hold $11 billion in bonds, are facing the prospect of losses. It's going to be a real showdown, Bloomberg Intelligence Philip Brendel said. Hertz is taking an aggressive posture, but if it rejects the master lease, it doesn't have a fleet, and this bankruptcy looks more like a liquidation. For creditors, the best bet is that Hertz will make lease payments on the vehicles in its fleet as it sells them gradually. And here's something I just wanted to include because it's kind of funny. So someone in the comment section of this article said, Happy Friday, fellow car enthusiasts. A little humor to start your holiday weekend. My wife asked me if I wanted a donut, and I said, yeah. So then she proceeded to punch me in the arm and then said, that hurts, donut. <laughs> anyway, next article. And for the final article, we have some Tesla woes. Tesla under federal probe over battery cooling system. Oh boy. Tesla is reportedly under federal safety probe over allegations of failing battery cooling systems in early Tesla Model S vehicles. The National Transportation Safety Board, or NTSB, confirmed that they are close to finishing their report-based on investigations of several crashes involving electric vehicles catching fire. In a statement to the LA Times, 
the NTSB said that they are in, in the final stages of completing a special investigation report based upon its investigations of several crashes involving electric vehicles and the resultant battery fires slash thermal events. Unlike the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration or the NHTSA, the NTSB has no enforcement power, but the N but NTH but the NHTSA isn't that National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Okay, I'm just being ridiculous. But the NHTSA said that it's well aware of reports regarding this issue and will take action if appropriate based upon the facts and data. The NHTSA also added that car makers are required to notify the agency within five days of when the manufacturer becomes aware of a safety-related defect and conduct a recall. According to a recent report from Business Insider citing leaked internal emails, Tesla installed cooling tubes that were prone to leak inside the battery of Model S vehicles beginning in 2012. The faulty components were used in the Tesla Model S from 2012 until 2016, when the carmaker cut off the Chinese supplier and started making them in-house. That report said Tesla knew of the flawed battery cooling system of the Model S, but sold the cars anyway. Sources added that the cooling tubes, tubes' end fittings didn't quite match up with the connection to the car and had to be forced into position, sometimes with a hammer, otherwise known as the Jeremy Clarkson method of getting things to work. It's not clear if and when the cooling system problems were fixed before Tesla decided to manufacture the component in-house in 2016. It's also not known if the issue affects the Model X, which featured the same cooling system. The Tesla Model 3, which launched in 2017, uses a different, more efficient cooling system that doesn't use the coil design of the Model S and Model X vehicles. Oh, dearie me. So basically, if, if any of you who are listening own a Model S between 2012, that, that was made between 2012 and 2016, you might have some reason to worry right now. And you might, you, you, you might be able to expect a recall here I don't know, within the next two months. That is it for the second part, though. I will see you all after the break for the final segment. Alrighty, everyone. Here is the final pieces of news that we are going to be doing today. Nissan teases new and small budget-friendly SUV concept for Indian market. Rumored to be named Nissan Magnite. Magnite or Magnet? Because it's Magnet, N-I-T-E. The production subcompact crossover will launch in early 2021. 2021 BMW M5 CS looks like a weapon on the track. The 2021 BMW M5 will have more arrow, more power, and slightly less weight. Bentley updates Continental GT range with fresh colors and features. All 2020 Bentley Continental GT models will also feature a new steering wheel as standard. BMW to offer over-the-air upgrades like heated seats and more. BMW customers will be able to option out certain features for certain times. Does the Lexus IS500 trademark application hint at a new V8-powered model? It's possible that the 5-liter V8 from the LC500 could end up in the 2021 Lexus IS. Daimler's CEO says drastic salary cuts are coming, warns executives to brace for reductions. Daimler CEO Ola Kalinius, I'm really sorry, I don't know how to say that, says that his company's executives are facing bigger reductions than rank-and-file workers. JLR, or if you've forgotten, Jaguar Land Rover, launches Pivotal Premium Car Subscription Service. Through this service, customers can experience the latest Jaguar and Land Rover models. Mark Wahlberg buys second Ohio GM dealership, renames it Mark Wahlberg Buick GMC. Why? Why though? Why? 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 That's just, that's all I want to know. Why? 
The dealership is right across the street from the Chevrolet store Wahlberg bought in 2018. Well, then what's the point? Nevs launches Sango Autonomous Vehicle as part of new mobility ecosystem. Nevs' battery-powered Sango offers up to six seats in three interior configurations. Quirky Baljean E300 and E300, E300 Plus Mini EVs offer 189-mile range for under $10,000. Well, to be fair, it's not even going to be sold here, so... Tiny Baljean E300 offers up to three seats. Longer E300 Plus is a four-seater. Facelifted Mini Cooper S Plug-in Hybrid looks very familiar. The new Mini Cooper S Plug-in Hybrid will look just like its ICE siblings. Renault Kaleo's midsize SUV dropped from the UK market. Will it follow in other markets? Production of the Renault Kaleos for the UK will stop at the end of July. That's a shame. It's a pretty good looking SUV too. Nissan drops a more revealing teaser of the 2021 Aria electric uh, crossover. The Nissan Aria will be sold around the world with autonomous, well, semi-autonomous tech. 2021 Porsche 911 Turbo S is still the ultimate subtle supercar. German tuner spruces up Dodge Challenger RT Scat Pack Widebody. If you think NAP Exclusive's Challenger looks great on the outside, check out the interior. Lincoln is killing the Continental, its last proper car. The final Lincoln Continental will be built later this year. And you know why that makes me particularly sad? I saw a Lincoln Continental just yesterday at a FedEx store. And that to me was, that was Lincoln proper. It's a big shame that they're not going to be making that car anymore. Dashcam captures semi-truck flipping over and landing on police car in Georgia. Local fire crews had to free the officer from the crushed police car. This 1937 Kenworth National Park bus can be yours for a little under $600,000. And it, it, hey, it looks cool. It looks fantastic. But, jeez, that is expensive. The bus served Mount Rainer National Park and has recently been restored. Toyota fights throttle misapplication with new acceleration suppression system. Clumsy drivers who mistake the gas pedal for the brake can rely on Toyota's new tech. Or, hey, just get more familiar with the car and uh, pay more attention with driving. 2021 Ford Bronco partially revealed in new teasers. The highly anticipated Bronco will debut later this month. Audi Q4 e-tron spy with production body closely resembles the concept. The upcoming Q4 e-tron will be based on the MEB platform and should be relatively affordable. VW aborts plan for new plant in Turkey and uh, sorry amid plunging car sales. As a result, the upcoming VW Passat and Skoda Superb will be, will be made in Bratislava, which is what we just talked about. This is the car Fernando Alonso will drive at the Indy 500. Fernando Alonso's new racer doesn't sport McLaren's orange signature livery. It's actually white with a bit of black, some a, orange on the wing mirrors, and some turquoise. Kind of just meh to me. Mini keeps milking the JCW hot hatch. Facelifted iteration is coming. The 2021 Mini JCW was spy testing at the Nürburgring in Prototype 4. Suzuki's new Across plug-in hybrid SUV is a rebadged Toyota RAV4. Suzuki's version of the Toyota RAV4 will become available only in Europe. Hennessy readying several mods for the new Bronco. Hennessy will lift the 2021 Ford Bronco to new heights. Don't trust anything from Hennessy. Ever. Ram Rebel TRX spy together with possible Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat. Well, we all, we've already seen that now. Both the Ram Rebel TRX and Dodge Durango SRT will have FCA's Hellcat V8. 
See what I mean by it being ubiquitous? <laughs> Nissan slams reports of conspiracy against Carlos Gozen. The Japanese carmaker said there are no facts to support the speculations. Biden falls victim, victim to COVID-19, suspends most operations to seek more funds. The struggling EV startup hasn't paid its employees for some months now. Hyundai 45 EV concept gets revisited by design boss Sangyup Lee. Inspired by the 1974 Pony Coupe, the Hyundai 45 concept previews a production compact EV. Looks like a hot hatch version of a Datsun 510, which is pretty interesting to me. Mercedes to end subscription service after only a few hundred people signed up. Mercedes' subscription service will wind down this summer following weak demand. 2021 Audi e-tron S and e-tron S Sportback debut with 496 horsepower. Each S-badged Audi e-tron model features three motors. The range exceeds 220 miles. Volvo recalling 2 million older models over seatbelt issue. The recall affects the Volvo S60, S60L, S60CC, V60, XC60, the V70, the XC70, the S80, and the S80L. Behold the Maserati MC20 621 horsepower twin turbo 3 liter V6 with F1 tech. The Maserati MC12 super sports car will premiere September 9th through the 10th in Modena. And I'll probably do a specific episode getting into the nitty gritty of that engine very soon. A Toyota Camry wagon could actually make sense in Europe. This Toyota Camry Trek rendering depicts a hypothetical Skoda Superb Scout rival. The 2021 BMW 4 Series production starts next to the facelifted 5 Series and 6 Series GT. The Dinglefing factory is also gearing up to produce the BMW iNext from 2021. 2021 BMW M3 and M4 confirmed for mid-September debut with standard manual gearbox. Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Base BMW M3 and M4 will offer 473 horsepower, while the competition models will have 503 horsepower. And for the final bit of news, we're going to be talking about that recall. It's been a while since we've done one of those, hasn't it? Volvo's latest callback involves some 2.18 million vehicles globally due to an issue with a steel cable inside the front seatbelt assembly, which could wear down and reduce the belt's ability to restrain occupants. Among other models, the recall also affects the first-generation XC60, which was the Swedish carmaker's best-selling model during this period. Meanwhile, the SC60, SC60L, S60CC, V60, V70, XC70, S80, and S80L models are also included, produced between 2006 and 2019. That's more than a decade. Good grief. That's 13 years. This is the single largest recall in Volvo's 93-year history, reports Auto News Europe. More than 400,000 affected units are said to be in Sweden, over 300,000 in the U.S., 245,000 in China, 178,000 in Germany, and 169,000 in the U.K. Going forward, owners of affected vehicles will be contacted by a letter starting this month, when they will be asked to bring their cars to their local Volvo dealer in order to have the steel wire replaced by a fixed bracket. This is a robust solution, eliminating the risk for the issue to recur in the future, said the car maker, while also stating that there have been no reports of accidents or injuries related to this matter. Both the original part as well as the replacement part come from Swedish supplier Autoliv. On a related note, earlier this year, Volvo was forced to recall more than 730,000 vehicles globally after discovering that its automatic, automatic braking system might not detect all objects ahead. 
Over 120,000 of those units were, were located in the U.S., built between November 9th, 2018, and March 11th, 2020. Now, that's not nearly as bad. Anyway, though, that is going to be it for today. I do hope you all enjoyed, especially with this making a return. If you're listening on Podbean or Spotify, please like the episode, follow the podcast, share the episode and the podcast, and if you can, comment. If you're listening or watching on YouTube, please like, comment, share, and subscribe, hitting the little notification bell, and then all notifications, that way you're notified every time I upload. If you don't have or want the Podbean mobile app but want to listen on the road, well then, hey, download or boot up Spotify, type in Cody's Car Conundrum before you set off, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I hope you all enjoyed. I'll see you next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.